I'm Richard Pyatt. Welcome back to another in our series of episodes with Summit Point. The Behavioral Health Authority in Calhoun County, Michigan, Battle Creek, and surrounding area. Today, we're talking about something called ACT, the Assertive Community Treatment Focus. Jeff and Tim are integral in the delivery of those services, and they're here to shed some light on that today. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about what ACT really means. This is, uh, we might say, a, a higher tier of treatment for folks. Would that be a fair assessment? Yes. What does that really mean, Jeff? Here at Summit Point slash First Step, ACT, Assertive Community Treatment, is the most intensive service available here as far as treatment modality on the, the continuum of care. Mm -hmm. um, so we will see somebody in the community where they are living independently. That is the focus of ACT and to maintain them in the community independently. But that can require being seen daily. We've seen people twice a day, mm -hmm. every day, mm -hmm. uh, Monday through Sunday, including the weekend. And typically when we get a referral, let's say from the hospital, and then we evaluate and make sure that the individual meets the criteria for ACT. That uh, is the menu of options then we provide to that individual. Again, it's very intensive. If they're coming from an inpatient psychiatric setting, that's 24-7. So we're not maybe that intensive, but we're the next level, basically. Certainly, uh, uh, the notion that there are different needs mm -hmm. and different exactly. levels of care. We've spent a fair amount of time over the last 30 episodes of these visits talking about various uh, points in, uh, in, in various needs in terms of, I guess, what you might call intervention or assistance. Mm -hmm. And so your point is well taken that this is uh, one of the more intense and focused kinds of uh, services. So, yes. Tim, what does that really mean then on a day-to-day -day basis? Someone is working to live independently, but they need help with that more intensely maybe than some others. Is that fair? Yes, each individual that we serve uh, has a different level of need. We meet with each individual uh, to determine what their needs are. And then based off of what our, our assessment, we actually go to the person's home. We take medications with us. We uh, monitor them and make sure that we check them for psychiatric stability. We make sure they have their medications. If they need assistance in the community doing things like paying bills or getting groceries or uh, getting to a doctor's appointment, we link them to those appointments. You know, that's the nice part about the ACT team is that we don't really have a specific job description. In the big scheme of things, our job is to help the person in whatever way we can maintain their independence in the community. So for some people, it may be simply just making sure they get their medications. Other people, it may be medications, doctor's appointments, grocery shopping, you know, a whole wealth of things. So, Jeff, that could mean uh, a call at two in the morning uh, or on Christmas Day or something yes. like that, where you now have taken on a role, an assistive role that could be as intense as one of those situations. Someone needs your help at an off time. True? True. It happens. I mean, lately it's been happening a little more occasionally than uh, usual, but uh, I was actually on call for Christmas this year. And um, we have our own separate 
on-call system. The county has a call system for essentially anyone who experiences some type of crisis in Battle Creek, in Calhoun County. We utilize the same format. However, the individual identifies as being an ACT customer, and then we get contacted directly. We are essentially available 24-7 and have issues and crises that come up during the day, actually, Mm -hmm. as well as after hours. Tim was on last night and was a good example of having to do an intervention with one of our uh, customers that was at the hospital. I see. So your roles then, Tim, could become pretty intense in the sense that a person might need or look to you for a variety of reasons for assistance. Sometimes that means a number of things they might have to deal with. They're going to consult you about that and others may not. Is that the case because you lead that role in their life, that stability, that answer person, or they have others in their lives who are helping manage some of that. Maybe you could, Tim, paint a, a typical picture of, of the environment in which you might be helping someone. Yeah. Well, typically the people we serve don't have a lot of natural supports. So that's why they're with us, right? They right. typically don't have family or natural supports that they can reach out to uh, in a crisis situation or in any situation for help. Typically, we are their support, right? So if they need groceries and they don't have a ride to the store, they will call us. That's kind of uh, on one extreme. And then the other extreme is that sometimes people become emotionally unstable and start having suicidal thoughts and call us because they don't feel safe and need a crisis intervention, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it can vary from all kinds of different things. Sometimes it's just my phone is broke or I don't have a I don't have a charger. At another extreme, it could be somebody who is on the verge of like engaging in self-harm and needs somebody to talk to to like get through that so that they don't hurt themselves. Wow. All right, Jeff, this is not easy work. You're you both of you are to be commended for this and that at any time you may be called upon to help intervene in an intense situation. And this is, um, I presume you knew this, (laughs) but still, hats off. This is not easy work. How do you balance your own life with this, Jeff? Maybe you could talk about that a little bit. The other uh, dynamic of assertive community treatment, this ACT team, is we are very much a team. Tim and I and four other people available. We, I guess, so to speak, share the wealth. We rotate being on call. We have a meeting every day where we discuss the entire caseload, whether they were seen or not on a particular day. And that's part of the model. We go through the caseload, whether they were seen that day, what we did with them that day, or we didn't see them that day, they're going to be seen on Friday. It keeps everything fresh. It keeps everybody in the know. We don't have a whole lot of surprises, which are nice. But at the same time, we do, <laughs> even mm-hmm. that, even if we saw the person eight hours before, we could be uh, thrown into a situation that within that period of time of being seen now are in crisis. So that team becomes our sounding board and we share everything we've done. We look for feedback and have the opportunity to get other people's perspective on how they might have treated the situation. So it doesn't happen in a vacuum. That part, to me, is what makes it kind of easy to 
process it. I mean, I've been doing it a long time and it, that's what to me helps. Tim, what's the goal here? The goal is to help these folks maintain this independence or uh, be able to gain some more independence, maybe uh, be uh, able to receive services that might be less intense. What, what's the overall goal? Well, that's an interesting question because, you know, mental health services in general are designed person-centered. So our goal really is to help our clients with whatever they identify as their goal. So we don't create goals for our customers. Our customers create goals for themselves. And then our job is to figure out what our role should be in helping them achieve those goals. So in the big scheme of things, it's always nice to see people um, do well and then graduate from ACT and maybe step down to a lesser intensive service. And that may happen for some people in a few months, other people a few years, maybe others never. It's just really based on a lot of different things, including the severity of their illness and just the level of support they have in the community and all those different things. But more than anything, it's just helping those people with whatever they identify as their need. A lot of our customers, their is a goal is to become more independent so that they don't need us coming over and checking on them every day. Jeff, I imagine this is part of the training that you receive preparing for th these positions, but is it difficult to not become attached? You you see successes, you see maybe some regression, you, you're kind of pulling for folks, right? Uh, how do you protect your own emotions? Well, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, we become pretty close with these individuals that we're working with. You know, I guess I dare say we all have our favorites. But to me, the the goal is, again, to get them as far into where they want to be as they can go. So, uh, you know, sometimes those are incremental steps where, you know, we went from seeing somebody five days a week for meds to three days to maybe once a week. Mm -hmm. And they're maintaining, you know, and that is a success, um, you know, and then we remind them of that success. When all of a sudden somebody initiates something they now want to do on their own, opposed to us providing the assistance, these incremental successes kind of drive it all. And Sure. Um, so I so think what you're saying is you, you feel um, reward from yeah. the successes that they see. By the same yeah. token, I suppose if there was a regression, how do you protect yourself from from not feeling too badly about that and help, try to help it roll off your own back. It's like teaching your kid how to ride a bike. You know, uh -huh. we can start over. There's no regret in failure. And we don't perseverate on the failure. Hope really is what drives where they're going to go. And if we don't provide at least this hopefulness when they've had a setback, it might take a while to get them through that setback. Tim, you had a thought on this? Well, I think that we really utilize the other clinicians on the team in those situations, too. When somebody has a fall or a stumble and we find ourselves becoming emotional over it, we have each other as a team to go yeah. to. Without the clients present, we can process whatever it is we're feeling or thinking about whatever happened without it having any impact on the client themselves. Because the last thing we want them to see is our disappointment in them, right? So we, right. that's why we meet every day, right? And sometimes our meetings are pretty high intensity, emotional situations. We have somebody that didn't do so well the night before. We might have some tougher discussions, but we, we use each other. 
really to get through that kind of thing. I often like to ask as we finish these discussions about success stories and the idea that you've seen progress with some of your customers. Uh, Jeff, do you call one to mind uh, when we ask that? Is there a success story Um, that stands out? He's a success, an individual who's maintained in the community independently pretty well with our supports. But uh, about a year and a half ago, he had some changes in his living situation and decided to move back to Battle Creek. He was in Athens and started the process to look to buy a home and successfully bought a home. So we still see him not as readily as we used to. We now try to help him with some of the trials and tribulations of being a homeowner. And again, that was a goal he had in mind. Since then, he's had some second thoughts about home ownership, (laughs) (laughs) which are natural to that whole dynamic. But his mental illness is still pretty much in check. But there's times he he wants assistance with um, working on stuff around uh, his house and, you know, financing and taxes. and, And some of that isn't necessarily our expertise, but we can provide guidance or direct him to the guidance he needs. To me, that's a success. Homeownership's a big deal for anyone. And someone chronically mentally ill who never thought in a million years that was something they'd be able to do. And now living it and breathing it every day is, I mean, I can readily think of that <laughs> whenever I uh, i need to think of a success. That's a terrific story. Tim, what calls to mind for you? You know, initially when we start seeing people, the interventions are more about uh, making sure they stay psychiatrically stable. But once we get them at a point where they're doing well psychiatrically, then we move on to bigger and better things like getting my driver's license back or buying a home, you know, those kind of things, Uh, buying a car, having their own transportation, right? So I can think of a couple of people who have been with us for a few years who came to us pretty broken down, were homeless, didn't have any income, were using drugs every day, didn't have much of anything and now have their own apartment and a driver's license and haven't been in the hospital in several years. Those are the things that give me goosebumps when we're talking. I mean, it makes me feel really good about, you know, the work we do. Boy, that's the truth. Yeah. So if there was any place on which to end, that would be it. There's, Mm -hmm. there's the goal, right. To, to, as you put it, help them uh, find the goals that they have for themselves. But when you phrase it like that, that's giving someone their life back in, in many respects. So congratulations on, uh, on all the successes that you've uh, helped facilitate. And thank you for all the work you do. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Assertive Community Treatment. There's more detail on that in the show notes for this episode of the Summit Point series. Mm-hmm.